welcome to the Unveiling Podcast. We're your hosts, Connie Jones and Andrew Prowant, and we are passionate about ministering to Christ followers and to those who are curious about having a real and authentic relationship with God, but have avoided or moved away from Christianity and religion because they were put off by the messages they've received and preconceived notions that they have about both. And it's our mission to partner with the Holy Spirit in releasing truth that unveils anything that prevents us from experiencing God's presence, power, and purpose at the depth and clarity that He intended us to. We invite you to subscribe to the Unveiling Podcast and tell your friends and loved ones. Check out the other episodes that are now available at iTunes and Spotify. Welcome to the Unveiling Podcast, Episode 15. We are your hosts, Andrew Prowant and Connie Jones. And today we start into chapter five of Ephesians. So on our last episode, we discussed our divine calling and that was in chapter four. And we finished that discussion by asking a few questions of you that are to you related to your awareness of your spiritual giftings and how they flow from God to you and how then each of our unique gifts individually come together to serve the whole body. Mm-hmm. Well, today, and if you didn't get, get, haven't heard that message, you definitely want to go back mm-hmm. and listen to it because it is a great yeah. one. And, um, and so it's, it's there for you to, to listen to. Um, so today's message, we're going to be talking about chapter five and it's about being the light in the darkness and such a timely message. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. It is, it's, it's more timely than ever. Yes. It's kind of so the how it, it, talking it, about how, you know, we, yeah. if we start understanding our, our gifts and how they flow from God to us, and we recognize that our gifts are given to us as a reflection of God's nature and how we uniquely represent aspects of him, then how do we actually apply that? Mm. Like, how do we walk this out? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a little bit of what we're going to talk about today, because it does affect, as the end of Ephesians talks about, relationships. Mm. So Yeah, we're going to get into that. Yeah, and it's interesting that in in, uh, Ephesians 5.1, it says, be imitators of God, which when you dig deeper, it means to emulate, to imagine, and to, interestingly, to draw a conclusion as sons. And how often do we draw the wrong conclusion about ourselves? That's right. You know, it's so easy to do that is to slip into, we look at all the evidence around us and our experiences, and then we draw the wrong conclusion, you know, Um, and we have natural characteristics of our parents, whether we want them or not. We want to embrace some of the qualities that carry on their seed line. And we do that humanly, right? We automatically, but we do need to, do that also with our heavenly father. You know, I hadn't thought about it that way until we really started studying yeah. this. I had never thought about that, that we do have with the, the, the emulation that the imitation come of him comes as we realize that we naturally have characteristics of him. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, there are things that get in the way of that, Yeah, you know, of our God given created nature. Yeah. That's how we have to be really intentional. Yeah. And so Paul says that we continually should be imitators of God as his beloved children and walk constantly. That's a key word in love, just as also the Messiah loved us, Jesus, and gave himself over on our behalf. So just I want you to just stop there for a second. To walk in love. It's used in several of the chapters. 
Mm. It says to walk in the ways of God, to walk mm -hmm. in love. It says a several, a lot of walking, lot, lot several of walking. different ways. <laughs> and from the Hebrew, which, you know, we, we look at it from a, a function. The Hebrew yeah. people looked at the function of not, the yeah. words, not the form of it's the words. It's not like formally, so, like the form of walking and what we're doing when we're walking. It's yeah. Like, what is the function? The function of, of walking. And so when we're, when we think about the function of walking, the function of walking is to carry us from one location to another. So if we're walking in love, it's taking us from one level of love to another, mm -hmm. to a higher level of love. And it's also about moving towards someone in relationship and connecting with someone. Mm, and that's big. Yes. And so it's, you know, it's about steeping ourselves in the love of our father, re receiving his love, understanding or, or um, understanding how loved we are and experiencing that so that we can mm. then live in love as a result of that and walk in love and draw closer in relationship mm -hmm. and connection to other people and to him. Yeah. Because it, you know, I immediately from my religious upbringing thought that when I read this, I'm just supposed to act like God. I'm just supposed to be like him. Well, I'm so far from that in my thoughts and my feelings yeah. that it, that was so hard for me. So I just turned this, this verse off. Well, now I understand that it was not a performance-based thing he was yeah. telling us to do or to try to do. It's about mm -hmm. steeping ourselves in his love first and experiencing that. So that then as a result of that, we live in his love. And you're walking in, when you're walking, you're starting at one place in your life and you're headed toward another place, toward another place, right? Yes. We are, we are, as we walk and as we grow, as we mature, we are walking yes. differently. We are walking toward being more and more like him. Absolutely. So when we're walking in love and we can only do that, like you said, if we're connected to his spirit, to his presence, just like Jesus, he sacrificed himself in love. He gave mm. himself over on our behalf. And so in verse two, when it talks about um, walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself over for us, over given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling aroma, mm. that sacrifice, the word sacrifice means to draw near. Mm. I love that. Mm. We, we always think of the sacrifices. It gives me chills. You know, just, you know, having to give up something, that's having right. to just like mm. submit or surrender, which there's a part of that too. That's sure. truth. But when we are a living sacrifice, we are drawing near to God. Mm -hmm. And Jesus is actually the bridge between our natural world and the supernatural world. He's the one that enables us to draw near to God. Mm. Yes. So we he's, can walk in love. He's the way, the truth, and the light. Mm. Um, so, okay. So it can be looked at that we are living sacrifices mm -hmm. and that's stated elsewhere, um, in, in the Bible, in, in these, in these books, in Ephesians, that we are meant to sacrifice ourselves for others. And it's hard to do. And we struggle with it naturally, but when we're connected to that supernatural love of God, we can do it mm. more naturally that way. It is that it's that connection. Yeah. It's that bridge. And when we're actually receiving his love and we're pursuing that love, it's contagious. Mm. It's not reluctant, but it's extravagant. It's a sacrificial love that pleases God like, like the, the sweet aroma of worship. Yeah. 
And that says that in verse two, doesn't it? Yeah, that, that's, yes. that's what you just read. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, and the scent and smell, that's... this is really interesting. I find this so interesting when you study out how the Hebrew people thought and how yeah. they would take scripture. But they, the scent and smell was regarded to a Hebrew as a critical point of connection between the body and soul. Mm. So sa the sacrifice of drawing near created an aroma that was pleasing to God and smell was regarded as the, one of the most transient senses. Like it's, mm. it's our way to connect back to God and it's so pleasing to him. Mm. That's beautiful. It's just, you know, I, I don't know if you've ever had this, you know, there's certain smells that you just love. Oh yes. Like certain smells like, and mm -hmm. it's, it's like very, um, what's the, I always get objective and subjective messed up, but it's very subjective. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's like, you know, what smells great to me mm -hmm. might, not smelling is great to you and vice versa. And I just think that that's, you know, God has just wired us with this ability to have this connection to certain smells. Just think about powerful, a, like you said earlier, when we were, you know, a sacrifice doesn't sound like it would actually smell very good. Oh yeah. We were, when we were studying, I said, gosh, that doesn't sound like that's a sweet aroma yeah, at all. That's, that's a, that's an oxymoron. That's right, a, we were, we were laughing about that as we were studying this right. because I was like, that doesn't sound yeah. at all like, but, but in, when you're drawing near, if you look at the sacrifices drawing near to God, yeah, that's that's so sweet aroma. That is, and it's tied. It's the sweet sweet aroma of worship because mm. the greatest worship to Him is us drawing near yes. to Him. That's what He wants. It's just yes. connection. He wants our heart. And, yeah. And, and our authenticity just to be who we are. But um, so, and I want you to guys, I want you to just stop and think about speaking of aromas and smells and scents, what scent or aroma are you giving off in your energy? And is it pleasing? Is that a pleasing aroma to God? Or is it a, um, an aroma that wouldn't be very pleasing to yeah. him? And so if we are, and that's something to very tangible to be mindful of, yeah. um, you know, as we check our energy, Yeah. what am I, what mm. scent am I giving off right now? Yeah. And it's just kind of one of those self being a little more self-aware, not self-critical, but just being more self-aware of like, Hey, sometimes the way that I show up, I don't even like, right. you know, what's going on with that? Asking mm -hmm. good questions and, you know. How now, can we're not I? talking about whether you've taken a shower or whether you put on your deodorant <laughs> right, today right. or not, right? Yes. <laughs> but right. but whether yeah. whether you are, we're talking about your energy. Yes, yes, <laughs> like yes, like are you walking? Like love gets off, gives off a fragrant aroma. People, you can walk up. Yes, people can sense joy, love, and joy and peace. peace. And then we're not always going to be. I mean, let's be realistic. We're not going to always do that. But when we're not, it's being more aware and w figuring out what is it that we, how do we really want to show up, mm -hmm. you know, and yeah. how do we move to that higher realm of love? What's keeping us at a low level? What's keeping us in the, in, in the, the lower level emotions and the yeah. lower level of energy and right. That's yeah. not so that's not pleasing to us. Sweet smelling. Yeah. Aroma. Exactly. You know, and yeah, I mean, yeah. and then verse three, moving down, you know, moving on down verse three says, but any fornication, uncleanness or covetedness, 
covetousness, I can't say that word, mm -hmm. must not be named among you for these are not beautiful and they're not suited for saints. I love the way it says that. They're mm -hmm. not beautiful yeah. and they're not suited, suited for saints. Um, it's like clothing that doesn't fit. Yep. It's like clothing that is like very unbecoming to yeah. us. And so these things are just unbecoming and they just, it's not that, you know, that we need to be condemned for them that we're trying mm -hmm. to, or that God is trying to condemn them for us or condemn us for them. It's just saying they just don't fit you because you don't really know who you are yes. in me. It's yes. It's an and identity so, crisis. That's right. It's an identity crisis. And yeah. so it's, it's learning really who we are and, and how to walk in. Yeah. That and nature. we definitely don't want to, we, if we aren't moving in, into higher realms of love and maturing in our love, mm. then we're actually moving into deeper darkness. We're That's moving right. in darkness and we don't want to be a partner with darkness. No. Right. I mean, verse five talks about foolish talking and in the Greek, what that refers to is physical nerves causing one to become dull or sluggish. Mm. You know, we end yeah. up embracing what people are saying about us sometimes, and it creates yeah. a dullness in the spirit of the person that's saying it, that's doing the foolish talking, and also the person who's at the receiving end of that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not, it's not becoming, it's not encouraging. And it, but you can literally feel your spirit just kind of drop yeah. and feel heavy when, yeah. when either you, when either I have said things that I shouldn't have said, or I have, if you really pay attention to it, you can feel your spirit just kind of dropping mm. and just getting heavy and dense and dark. Yeah. Or if you, other people say things, it's like that energy is just heavy and like dense. gossip and yes. all that. We're talking yeah. about other people and, um, and just ugly things. Yeah, yeah. It's just really negativity. Negativity. Yes. Yeah. So that all ends up creating a dullness, a in, dullness our spirit. in our spirit. And yeah. So and we don't think about that though. But we need to be thankful. Mm -hmm. What it says is to be thankful and grateful. And those things will, you know, counteract. That's right. That's, that's the things that we start to bring us, brings life. Yeah. Yeah. Finding things to be thankful about. Exactly. Well, but you know, in continuing that that same thread in verse five, it explains what happens when we walk in the negative things, we aren't drawing near to God mm -hmm. and it doesn't allow us to be thankful yeah. or even perceive goodness. Yes. We are blinded. We're blocked yeah. by the darkness. We are deceived. Darkness is depression. It's a depressed state. It's not who we're designed to be and it's deception and it causes a counterfeit identity yeah. that's damaging it's destructive mm. and it's destructive mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, all the things. And so we have to be aware of the denseness, mm. the darkness, the deception, yeah. that all the D words. I mean, over all this, you know, Paul is trying to mm -hmm. call us out yeah. of the darkness. Out he, of the darkness. And, and God knows that we have still places in, within us that aren't in line with the God-given identity. So that this is an light. attempt not to condemn, like you said earlier, but to call us out of the darkness so we can be a light. And, and so we then, can live in, steeped in love and then be the light. Yeah. Yeah. So the, and the other warning that's kind of in this is in verse six, it's, it talks about not letting anyone deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. And that is a really strong, it, to us, it seems like a really strong warning, right? Yeah. Um, but here, you know, when we're talking about the wrath of God, you know, we can't have a, this is a 
discussion, deep discussion oh, for definitely. another time. We but basically, do, yeah. I mean, if we can't, we have a God of justice. And if we, if you've got like, you know, God has to be just yeah. in the way he thinks. Otherwise there would be no wrong. That's and right. you could do anything and then nothing would be wrong. Nothing yeah. would be, everything would be okay. And per, per, um, permissible. Per, What's that word? Permissible. Yeah. Permissible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Permissible. So, and that's not what, what, you know, God doesn't come upon us in, I mean, he's coming upon the things that are in darkness. That's right. Not people. Not it's us. the darkness. That's right. And the agreement with darkness. It's like God wants to he's bring. passionate about it. Yes. His wrath. Yes. Anger actually in the Hebrew is a passion. It's yeah. a sense of passion. He's passionate about us. He's passionate about seeing us walk in the identity he created. And so he wants to bring us back to love. But we think about it mm -hmm. as punishment. Right. God's trying to punish us or he's just a condemning God or the hellfire and brimstone God. Mm -hmm. So if we have an image of God like that, which we talked about on many, many episodes ago, we need to revisit that. That's right. Because that's not at all. I mean, there is a warning here that we yep. need to heed, but it's, it's in a loving sense of, hey, come back to who you're created to be. That's it. Yeah. And so he, the warning that he gives, he gives us two. He says, don't let anybody deceive you with empty words yeah. for those where because of those things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. But he also says, don't let anyone cause you to wander or to stray. Yeah. So we don't need to absorb empty words or be influenced yeah. by them is the whole point. Yeah, and there's a lot out there, right? There's a lot of um, belief systems. There's a lot of things that can cause us to be deceived. Yes. There's a lot of information out there. That's, that's why it's so important to be connected to um, a spiritual mentor, someone that's, that's been walking with the Lord and very in tune with his presence and learning to be in his presence yourself and mm -hmm. have your own revelation from him. But anyway, so verse eight, let's move on a little bit here. It says you, because we were once darkness yep. that we were once, but that's, which is dark, it's the dark countenance. That's the countenance. But now we're light in the Lord. So we don't, mm -hmm. we don't want a dark countenance. Mm -mm. We want to be light and continually walk as children of light. And this is so important, like you oh, said gosh, earlier, yeah. in these times so right now, right? We have to understand what's happening and how to walk in light, no matter what's happening around us. Yeah. And then verse, I love this part. Verse nine goes into, and it says this, it says the fruit, we don't think about light having fruit, right. but when we are light, the fruit of light is in every goodness, righteousness, and truth. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about not the light that we see, but mm -hmm. that nothing is hidden. The darkness hides our identity. We are hidden behind a mask and it's darkness and we have to be intentional about walking mm. as the children of light. Yeah. So how timely is that? that yeah. here, I mean, it literally is talking about darkness, hiding our eye, true, our very our, identity, yeah, masking, like, like masking, uh, it. masking us. Yes. Yes. And that, you know, and that really the fruit of the light is in every goodness, righteousness and truth. Yeah. That's a whole, so, we can do oh, a whole uh, podcast absolutely. on those three words, but, totally. um, but yeah, he's not talking about the light that we see. No but that nothing is hidden like the darkness hot like you said hides our identity it's and what is the function of light think about that it's and it's the actually the same word that's used in genesis to describe god and jesus it's intuitive light mm. it's this light that you pick up on that 
you can see with your inner eyes, you can perceive it. Yeah. People can't see it and experience, they can see it, experience it and feel it. It's like this radiance. Like we keep thinking about yeah. light being in terms of like the sun and the moon and those yeah. are natural light and that God did create that. And it is a whole different level of light from artificial light, but he's talking about a whole nother level of light, an intuitive light that God and Jesus yes. have that we can't even really comprehend. Right. Um, and I mean, at the level that they, that they have it, but we have it in us. And so that again, the fruit of the light, that being every goodness, righteousness, and truth from above. So that this is what will grow in our life as a result of walking in the light. It's the righteousness in him, not a self-righteousness, not a performing, not the doing mentality. Mm -hmm. Again, it's his rightness. It's him setting us right and us being right because we are yeah. in him. So yeah, it's like, do, what do we want to grow? Yeah. What do we want to grow in our life? Yeah. You know, and he goes on to say, don't participate with unfruitful <laughs> works of darkness yeah. are not fruitful. Well, they will produce something fruit. They'll produce, They'll fruit, produce fruit, but It'll it's going to be, be good fruit. It's not going to be good fruit yeah. um, for the kingdom. And, you know, but we need to expose the darkness. Yeah. You know, don't this, this deeper, when we dive into that verse deeper, it's more like, don't have intimacy with darkness because you're going to reproduce that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a lot of the scriptures start. If we go back to it's all about what we're reproducing and the seed, you know, seed. So you're always multiplying something. That's yes. Right. We're always. Yeah. So if we end up sleeping with darkness, we're going to yeah. reproduce it. We're basically. going to yeah. we'll have darkness to babies. Yeah. Yes. So we don't want to be deceived by empty words. And that actually, if we go back to that, it means having no value, no profit, you know, and think mm -hmm. of how does, let's talk about that practically. Cause how does, how does deception happen? Yeah. Well, it's through distorted impressions. That's right. We, and we get lured into that delusion through our desires yes. and our pleasures. And we become, we have a disordered, we have disordered thinking. Disordered thinking. We have, yes. disorder, we have, a, thought dis, we have a thought disorder at that point. And, and that was yeah. exactly, that's where it all started. That's yeah. exactly what happened to Adam and Eve in the garden is they had a thought disorder yeah. because of their pleasures, because of their, um, their desires that, God created and desire and pleasure is not wrong within itself. It's just when it's disordered and we're deluded in it is when it becomes a, 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 a um, off of what in God, of what God yeah, intended. Well, and so it's, we're trying to get them met by it, other it, things and other better, people rather than the desires met by God that are not going to fill us. That's yeah. exactly right. And so it's, you know, and they struggled with self-righteousness instead yeah. of understanding yeah. that they were right in him. And we need to, instead of have communion with darkness and partnering with darkness, we need to rebuke it. We need mm. to take charge and overrule it. Kind of like what Jesus did with the storm. Mm -hmm. That's what he did. He it was establishing that correct order That's right. by overruling. And he didn't do it in anger or um, punishment or, you know, like a false sense of authority. He did it in a, the healthy authority absolutely of that, of taking his authority knowing his authority and taking heed to what darkness was and bringing light yeah and and therefore thereby you know he wants to um make manifest and reveal the light source so he wants to reveal himself mm -hmm. 
in us and reflect light back to him. And so that just, you know, and he delights in us Mm -hmm. as his children of light. And so he, in in verse 11 through 13, it says, let light dispel any residue of darkness in you because darkness loses its grip upon that which light manifests and light always displaces darkness. And um, one version of the Bible says that that the things of darkness are barren pursuits. Mm. Um, And so we've got to expose the darkness for the sham that it is. And so it's talking about, and it moves on down to verse 14. We've got to awaken to the light of Christ and shine the light of truth on the darkness so we don't fall prey to its fraud. Because that's what it is. And the message of light is that Christ awakens you from intoxicated slumber and resurrects you out of the death trap of enslaved thought patterns. Mm. All it's saying is we got to wake up. We've got to be alert and aware. And in the original context, they would have been thinking function and not form again. And so what is the function of being awake versus sleeping? When we're sleeping, we're not conscious. We're not alert of what is happening at all. Yeah. We're just, we're, 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 um, we're, we're awake, but we are not, um, alert. It's kind of like the walking dead. That's right. I was like, you know, we're not, we're, we're, we're just like doing life. Life's happening to us. We're not happening yes. to life. We're just kind of like surviving, surviving. That's it. Existing. Uh-huh. existing, just a, a means to an end every day, you know, mm-hmm. just like, you know, walking through life, just unaware mm-hmm. of who you really are. And it's yeah. just, and, and I was thinking about this, it's kind of like, okay, so when we actually exercise our gifts, it's a gift from God to have the gift, but then it's to reflect the gift back to him as a gift to it's him. A gift to him. That's right. And that's what this is about. It's like receiving and functioning in your gifts. And you can't do that really effectively and bring the repairing of the world when you're walking in darkness. That's right. So all this is establishing boundaries in our life to protect what God has promised mm-hmm. and to walk in wisdom, not being foolish because we lose consciousness of time. Like you were talking about, this is an opportune time. Today is the day of salvation. We are here to, re- it says redeem the time. That redeeming mm-hmm. is to purchase. To It's like a time is a commodity. Mm-hmm. How are we buying and selling our time? You know, we pay big bucks for experiences. That's right. You know? Yeah. But what is it? But what is we, what do we put more value into? What if we did put more value into experiencing him? That's right. And all that we do, then putting the value into the actual experience. Experience. That's, that's, that's a really powerful that's like, thought. Like that your a, head's a yeah, mind that's blower. That's a mind blower yeah. right there. Yeah, for sure. So. Yeah, and it's just about, and he just wants us to bring us back. He wants us to mm-hmm. meditate on the things of him, to make his master plan our meditation, as it says in verse 17. The truth, um, be meditating on the truth and not be enslaved by the patterns of thinking that are leading us to death, darkness, and destruction, but instead renew our minds in his truth so that we live in light life and increase mm-hmm. instead. And, you know, and and, and he even says in 18 and 19, he says, indulge in spirit intoxication, drink in the spirit, sing Mm. praises, worship. All of that drives out darkness, Mm -hmm. burst out in spontaneous celebration, songs and spirit inspired resonance in your heart. And don't let music stop. Mm. I love that. Worship changes the atmosphere, of course. And so just keep doing that and, and let's change the atmosphere. 
with when things of the light. And when we actually, and we are intoxicated with other substances, mm-hmm. it actually, it makes us unwise. Yeah. It actually invites darkness and it makes us incomplete. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we both have worked a lot in this area of substance oh, yeah. abuse and addiction. And at its core, it's attempting to get this desire met, a pleasure met from a source other than God. And yeah. And it just doesn't ever satisfy your soul. It nope. never will. It never has, never will. And I remember the first time that I experienced the tangible presence of the Lord, it felt intoxicating. Mm-hmm. I knew what that felt like because I was a party girl. I will say I was a little bit like I was a little bit of a wild child <laughs> and um, I, I, I wasn't really yeah. addicted necessarily to a substance, but I definitely was socially addicted to you yeah. know, having cocktails and stuff when I was out. But Um, I remember thinking what a counterfeit spiritual experience it is to be intoxicated with alcohol or wine. Well, that's all the enemy can do is (laughs) he wants to, he tries to counterfeit everything. Yeah. And so, and then we don't realize what we're missing and what's available to us. So we settle for the counterfeits. And so we just, you know, it's, it's, we're always trying to get that pleasure, that desire for pleasure met by a Mm. counterfeit substance. Yeah. And that is not the Lord. Yeah. He wants, no matter where you've been in darkness, he wants to redeem your story. That's right. So what and if satisfy we, you at a whole nother level? At a whole nother level. And mm. it's the story of redeeming goodness. And goodness is harmony, connection, unity, purpose with God. That's it. Purpose, you know, like harmony within ourselves and harmony with others. That's it. And and being, you know, and walking in love and experiencing the light and the lightness and mm-hmm. the increase that all the things that he wants to give us. Yeah. And so we want to. We want to know, we want to, we want you to think for just a moment or a few minutes about how have you been deceived by darkness? How have you been de- uh, lured into delusion through your mm. desires and your pleasures? Again, desires and pleasures are not wrong, but when we're, yeah. we're lured into delusion through them, how darkness deceives us. Yeah. And then what, what do you need God to shine his light of truth upon for you? And what truths do you need to wake up to to start living as a child of the light? Yeah. And think about that. How would you live differently if you owned your power and authority over darkness and live as the light that you really are? Mm. And then on top of that, how would you think, feel, and act differently if you did rebuke Take charge over and overrule darkness in your life like Jesus did in the storm. Yeah. Because that's what we're called to do. And we're equipped to do that. And we're going to talk okay. about that as we yes. get into Ephesians 6. Yes. That we have the ability to rebuke, take charge, and overrule darkness in our life just like Jesus yeah. did with the storm. And this all is preparing us to go into relationships. How we set boundaries with darkness will impact how we walk in love. Mm. So and beautiful. how we show up in relationships. So that's what the next section's all about. Well, we can't wait to dive in with you next time and um, and talk about relationships yeah. and finish in chapter six. But we yeah. know we gave you a lot to think about today. And we just hope that you'll take some reflection time to yeah. really process through this and to think about, you know, how to come back to the light. Yeah, that's how we really... Um, get revelation. Yeah. We just take some things that, that in this podcast, one or two things that just kind of hit your spirit, you know, or, or maybe you just like, was like, Oh, I need to think more about that. Yeah. And the questions and just 
do your own diving in deep with God. And journaling and ask yes. and asking him what yes. you know, what do you want me to know about that? Yeah. You know, take yeah. me deeper, God. Yeah. You this know? is just to facilitate your your deep dive with God. Absolutely. So we hope that you got a lot out of it. And we thank you for joining us and we'll see you on the next episode. All right, guys. See you soon. Take care. We're so glad you tuned into this episode of the Unveiling Podcast. And we look forward to continuing our journey together as we unveil the mysteries of God's presence, power, and purpose so we can live free and full. And please subscribe to be notified of new episodes. And if you gleaned wisdom today, share it with a friend or loved one. Also, write us a review on iTunes and we'll see you on the next episode.